0: episode of Faithful uh, my name is Christina and my name's Emma and uh, we're back for what is definitely going to be a much more positive episode than the maybe the last episode yeah we heard. <laughs> um, because uh, today the ep- uh, what we're going to be talking about is uh, we're going to be talking about the movie into the Spider verse Woohoo uh, yes, which is um, a great movie. If you have not seen the movie, uh please stop listening to this episode and go watch it legally however you can, because A it's a very good movie, and B support the creators. Mm-hmm. Normally I would say just watch it however you can, but Spider-Verse deserves every every penny that it can earn. <laughs> um So and I guess uh, welcome back. Now that you've gone and watched the entirety of Into the Spider Verse, I hope you enjoyed it like we did because we're going to be talking a lot of positive stuff about this movie. Heck yeah, yes. Uh, and specifically, um, the way that I wanted to talk about Into the Spider Verse is partially so that I can just talk about it on this podcast, but also uh, I'm going to be talking. Well, I'm going to be uh, discussing it here with Emma within the within the lens of the the narrative of this movie as Miles Morales', uh, I guess, journey within the context of both the heroic monomyth and also like a savior narrative.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and I'm partially giving myself that lens because we won't just have an hour and a <laughs> half of me gushing about how fantastic this movie is and how great <laughs> it looks and how innovative it is for animation, so... <laughs> Just, just know that going in, I will, I will restrain myself. But if you want to talk about that, hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess we can just um, start unless you have anything else you want to add before we jump in. <laughs> no, let's just
2: let's just get into it.
0: Okay. Um. So if you are maybe not uh, not familiar, or if you haven't taken a creative writing course, uh, you might be familiar with the hero's journey, uh, from Brian David Gilbert's video on kingdom hearts (laughs) and the hero's journey um we are going to take a much more concise look at that um specifically referencing uh the version of the monomyth that was uh popularized by joseph campbell um where there's kind of a cyclical journey that the hero goes through and uh it ends up it it kind of charts their journey um so the first step in this is the call to adventure um (laughs) Which is, you know, obviously, it's a Spider-Man. Can you guess what happens? (laughs) Specifically Miles Morales' origin story. (laughs) Yes, it is specifically Miles Morales' origin story, which is, in this case, he's a very good kid. He's such a good kid is the thing about it. Yes, Miles is a very good kid. And that's actually going to play into the discussion today. (laughs) Um, But Miles is a very good kid. And he loves his family a whole lot and he has to go to a new school where he doesn't quite fit in because he wants to be in situations where he's comfortable with and not necessarily being challenged, which I can honestly relate to, but that's a, that's a topic for another podcast. Um, And, you know, he, he goes and he finds a spider in, in this case, in a subway, uh, I guess a subway terminal where he's spray painting with his uncle Aaron uh, and he gets a spider bite, but then uh, the myth diverges a bit, and or at least the spider, the Spider-Man traditional narrative diverges because then he gets to go see an actual Spider-Man die. <laughs> that I mean that that's
2: classic Miles Morales' uh, origin story. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in Miles'
0: oh, universe, okay.
2: yeah. Peter Parker dies, and he picks up the mantle after him.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, context here. I haven't. I haven't read a Spider-Man comic in an extremely long time. <laughs> uh, the The only one I have is that I have a collected volume of the of some of Mayday's uh, run as Spider Woman, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool, but uh, not relevant to this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, my girlfriend's very into Spider-Man, so I know a yeah. lot about Spider-Man just through osmosis.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Um, kind of going through, like, more of the faithful aspects of this, or at least the faith-based aspects of this, um, you can kind of interpret, um, Peter, like, original Peter's death or sacrifice as kind of, like, a sacrifice of, like, the old faith or the existing faith or situations in favor of something maybe newer or better Mm -hmm. for just, like, the people. Because... There is absolutely no denying that original that original Miles vs. Peter is there just to be sacrificed, right? He is, I think. I think the trope is named the sacrificial lion or something.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and that is kind of the I guess the catalyst for Miles's journey because now mm-hmm. he is he is presented with having to take up. Not literally, but having to take up this cross that mm. uh, he was maybe never intending to bear, but oh, it's, sure. uh, it's part—it's a part of his responsibility now. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the monomyth is that the, the hero is brought into a larger world by someone, and in this case, he is literally dragged into it by finding Peter B. Parker <laughs> at a gravestone, and then dragged throughout New York via subway train and scraped along windows and eventually dumped below a bridge Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh and this is kind of um i guess like like mirroring like him being brought into obviously the larger universe but also into like the higher power of being like spider people Mm -hmm. and i was thinking about it and it's also a really cool parallel because like what is the first thing the first what is the first normal social interaction that Peter B Parker and Miles have in the movie? Oh, it's when they're
2: at the uh that restaurant, right? Mhm. Mhm.
0: When they are breaking bread and forming a community. Wow. <laughs> Ayy. Ayy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh the next stage in the monomyth is one that I was having a little bit of trouble honestly defining because it's kind it's called alternately like the threshold or the guardian. Mm. So in theory it's when the uh it is when the hero uh crop like makes their first big step into the larger world mm. uh, or the world that they're meant to be a part of. Interesting. Yeah. Um I was I was having a hard time deciding what part it would necessarily fit into in the movie, but uh, for the, for the purposes of our discussion today, I am Setting this as the the raid on um Alchema- on uh, alchemax alchemax, yeah, alchemax, alchemax. Okay, um, it's the raid on alchemax. Um, yeah,
2: that's what I was gonna say. It should be too. Yeah,
0: because it's like it's the first instance of like Miles actually like trying to take up the mantle. It, it, mm-hmm. it is, it's literally crossing the threshold of that they have to go into this building and steal things and get out. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of, like, the first instance of, like, Miles receiving help from Peter B. and stuff, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, helping him in the- helping him, like, hack into the into the computer and stuff, and helping him with his first web swing and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, which is also a fun thing, because as a side topic, I'm also going to bring up Peter B. Parker and his own- his own journey of, I guess, faith and belief <laughs> in the world- uh, because he starts the movie uh definitely depressed and not taking care of himself and just he's lost faith in pretty much everything including being spider-man mm, mm-hmm. but uh when he is i'm just, when he's not necessarily forced but he is uh when he is asked to take up the spider-man mantle again to help uh miles and to save the multiverses mm-hmm. he 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 does it he can't really he doesn't really like put his heart into it, though, until, really, the point at which uh, he and Miles start learning, in which he starts to teach Miles how to web-swing. Right. So he's not really, like, in that moment, he's not just teaching Miles, he's also, like, helping himself to, like, come back to, like, come back around to his own faith in arguably his reason for existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um... Then the next point is just really nebulous on this wheel. It's called, alternately, Challenges, Mentors, and Helpers. Mm. I guess the idea is, like, you know, like, if you're thinking about a regular plot development, this is, like, the rising action with, like, Mm. the various dips in the conflict and stuff. Sure. Um, And I was just kind of phrasing that as, like as they meet the other spider people mm-hmm. and you know, they go, they go meet aunt May and, uh, they all kind of start to figure out the situation together. And, um, then like the other spider people, uh, start to have faith in miles. And then they almost, then they almost immediately lose it because, mm-hmm. uh, of their own expectations yeah. that he is on, un- that he is unable to currently meet. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have this written down in my notes as challenges of overcoming power and confidence slash self doubt,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, because it's especially when you are like thirteen or fourteen or whatever Miles is in the movie, like uh, like self doubt and faith, like self doubt is in ready supply, but like faith and confidence in yourself is extremely lacking. Mm-hmm. Speaking of someone who's been thirteen or fourteen, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, it is it's it's a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. um, then uh, kind of the um the next part and honestly this is leading into like really the crux of the not not the argument but the crux of this is that like it's this it's because this is only halfway through the circle but you think it would be like at least like the three quarters point of the circle mm-hmm. but I'm not the one who designed it the image that's on Wikipedia, so I'm just gonna <laughs> shrug. Um, but the next part is called Abyss, or Death, or Rebirth. Oh wow! Yeah, so we get real heavy-handed here. Um, from when I was looking through and thinking about the plot of the movie, um, I, in my opinion, like this, like this abyss part really starts off when uh, when Miles's uncle Aaron is murdered. <laughs> <laughs> in cold blood, <laughs> um, and then it is only it's only exacerbated by the fact that all of the other spider people, uh, ab- they they don't necessarily. I mean, yes, they they abandoned Miles. I was going to try and say it in other words, but they abandoned Miles mm-hmm. because they have just they have completely lost faith in him and his own abilities. And he's lost faith in himself. Yeah, which is super not good.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And I have no, I have my in my notes here as Miles goes through the long dark hour of the soul. Oh man, yeah,
2: and that's the um that would uh, that scene where uh, his dad is talking to him through the door fit in here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I had that written down as like this is kind of like when Miles's dad comes and talks to him like. I had that written down as like this is like this is the turning point for like when Miles like starts to believe in himself and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I had to if I had to compare this to to the to Jesus Christ, I would say that this is probably the this is probably like the Gethsemane moment mm-hmm. of like I am faced with this impossible task that I don't know if I can do or not. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but then receiving reassurance from a father figure <laughs> Of, yes, you can do it, like, there is this, like, to quote, uh, to quote him directly, I see this spark in you, and it's, and then something about how it's going to be powerful, you're going to be amazing, mm-hmm. although that part's from the Adventure Zone,
1: <laughs> um,
0: but there's that point, and it is, like, it is, it is the crux of, well, not, it's, it is not, it's not the crux, but it is, like, it's the big clinching point, it's the turning point for, like, Miles's abilities and things, and, If I want to, like, if we can pull this back into, like, the Christ allegory, like, a lot of the cool things that Jesus, that Jesus did before the, before the events of his crucifixion were, I mean, yes, they, they were, they were miracles, but they were not necessarily planned, and in comparison, then, after the crucifixion is when Jesus Reappeared and Jesus got a cool new outfit and <laughs> Jesus did all of these arguably larger scale miracles and things to help. Sure, please, please, please correct me if I'm wrong because uh, it is uh, <laughs> for context of when we're recording this, we are in the fourth week of Easter, so we are speeding <laughs> we are speeding through everything that Jesus did after his resurrection. <laughs> and I pay attention in mass, but I can't remember everything. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think a lot of the miracles after he was resurrected were just like proving to the disciples that he was actually Jesus. And like that he'd actually risen from the dead. I think that was a lot of it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Sorry. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: it's okay. Uh we can we can pull back to that in a sec. Um mm-hmm. because the like the next part and honestly what we also can talk about a lot, um, is the is like the transformation part of the cycle. And this is literally just the what's up danger scene. Oh, yes. Because it's, because the scene is told through like a montage. So we get to see Miles going to, Miles going to get his new cool outfit
1: Mm -hmm. uh,
0: that he, that he defines himself. And we get to see, and we get to see that like people supporting him and having faith in him, like Aunt May and we literally get to have a scene of Miles, a set, like, I mean, it's tech, it's reversed,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: the scene where he is technically falling off the skyscraper and everything, but it's framed as though he is rising, as though he is ascending into the position of Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh that, oh, that. <sighs> it's, oh. it's it's such a good scene. So good. Like, it, it should have won the Oscar just based on that alone. Honestly. I mean, uh. it, the whole movie deserved it, but they could have just sent in that clip, and it it it, it would have won the Oscar, <laughs> and yeah, it absolutely. did, which is great. <laughs> um, but yeah, and one 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 really neat parallel that I was drawing was that um, when when Miles like makes his leap of faith, mm-hmm. um, because how do I know when I'm or when when do I know I'm Spider Man? You won't it's a leap of faith
1: mm-hmm.
0: quoth the trailer quoth the movie it's so good um but during his leap of faith moment like as he's uh as he is quote coming like coming into himself as spider-man mm-hmm. as he is for the purposes of this discussion like ascending into spider-man uh you get to see like people from new york like from across new york like like cars are stopping and people are looking up i mean there's a darker comparison that could be drawn there, but I'm not going to make it. <laughs> um, but people are stopping and looking up and they're realizing, like, we have a Spider-Man again. We have, like, we have, we have faith again. Yeah, Like, uh. we have, we have faith in superheroes again because we mm-hmm. have our Spider-Man back. Absolutely. Um. Uh. And, like, they, like, they stop and they look at him and stuff and, like, no one is, like, no one is screaming. No one's freaking out about, I mean, like, Yes, they're freaking out because they have a Spider-Man again, but it's not an angry or violent freaking out. Mm-hmm. It is, it's the welcoming of, it's the welcoming of a new thing into the universe that you didn't know that you were missing.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: And then the, uh, the last part of the cycle is called, um, last part of the cycle is called Atonement and Rebirth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I have my notes in here as, uh, Miles, uh, the, the atonement act for him with the other spider people is that, uh, he's able to, uh, storm the, the reality accelerator or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. And he storms it and he is immediately able to zip in and save everyone. Like he physically saves, uh, Gwen and Peter B and he just brings hope to all of them. So that would include spider ham and spider and, uh, Spider Noir and Penny and spy hashtag hashtag dirt <laughs> <laughs> or how or spider or however you're supposed to pronounce <laughs> the next name mm-hmm. um but it's it's this uh it is this big uh renewal of faith it's like oh shoot like we have like we can have faith again because like mm. Miles has surpassed whatever expectations we had mm-hmm. that he didn't necessarily need to meet because like again it's it's that whole kind of dichotomy of like the expectations that people have of you based on like people that they don't based on people that you don't necessarily have any connection to and then the expectations that you have of yourself mm-hmm. so there's that kind of thing there
1: yeah. um
0: but yeah and like that like obviously like the big culmination of the movie is that uh, all the spider people get to go home and would they get to go home with their own faith renewed and stuff? Like Peter B in particular, like he went from being extremely, de- from like being extremely depressed and just like having his faith in his spider abilities completely broken mm-hmm. to like believing again yeah. because of working with miles to then, being really sad again and having his faith broken because Miles wasn't able to do the things that he'd been expecting. hmm And then at the very end, he's just, he is, like, complete, well, maybe not completely, but he is mostly at peace.
1: hmm
0: And he is, uh, and, like, he's able to have faith in himself and others again. Like, he's able to have faith in, in the idea that he can make a relationship with Mary Jane work again. hmm
2: yeah, Which is spe- also really good. Yeah, even specifically, like, um, his, like, faith that he could make a good dad comes yeah. from Miles, too.
0: Yeah, like, his ability to believe that he can do good. Mm-hmm. Like, it is not necessarily... Like, it's... It, I don't want to say, like, he believed he could only ever mess things up, but that was probably a part of it. Sure, yeah. And, like... Gwen got to have her faith in, like, other people and having healthy connections restored again. Right,
2: yeah, really.
0: Um, but yeah, like, so they all go home. Um, Miles gets to see the face of God (laughs) at the end of the movie, because, like, there's that part where when the portal, when, like, the portals are closing and stuff, Mm -hmm. there's this, I didn't, I didn't even, like, really notice this until my third viewing, which was this past weekend. Um, but he, like, there's that whole point at which, like, when everything is closing and there's this shot of just, like, all of these reality webs, like, reflected in Miles's, uh, Miles's like, mask lenses. And it's like, oh. he is he is seeing into the wider yeah. multiverse. He is seeing into the webs of God, such as it were.
2: Wow. That's really interesting. I never noticed that.
0: Yeah, it, I... <sighs> See, the thing about Into the Spider-Verse is that I'm still learning things after my th- <laughs> on my third viewing, and I will continue to learn things as I keep watching. Oh, I know. It's so good. I haven't even seen the alternate universe version yet. <laughs> the one where it's literally just all the footage they didn't fit in the movie.
1: Oh my god, I'm so excited. I um, want to
0: watch that so bad. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, then the last note is like, oh, it's the rebirth of a hero. New York has its Spider-Man again. Everyone loves him. Everyone believes in him. Everyone has faith in him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And my notes just say, of course. <laughs> <Aww.
1: sighs>
2: yeah. Spider-Verse, like when I saw it the first time, really hit me in like an important place, I think, for where I was at. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so this isn't necessarily like a God thing that was written into Spider-Verse, but it just like... yeah. I I think that just kind of happens when you watch media and have emotions. Yeah. Um, But like like especially like going back to that scene with um, Miles uh, trapped in his room talking to his dad through the door
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like like, I was going through some stuff with my dad at the time um, and just like something about I I mean (laughs) I feel like dad stuff in like pretty much any media will get you there but like Mm -hmm. just you know the like it's like hey whatever like I might not understand it and I might not know exactly what to say at the right time but like whatever it is you do with the talent that I know you have is going to be amazing and I'm so proud of you for Mm -hmm. what you've done so far and what you're going to do in the future and Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. stuff like that is just like not only reflects like kind of reminded me of like like, my dad's love for me, but also, like, mm-hmm. like the Heavenly Father's love for me, you know? Yeah. It's just, like, father figures, I hold such a different weight when, you know, you can relate them to, you know, a higher power like that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That was my biggest experience with, Star- with Spider-Verse, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh, uh, before I forget, like, uh, part of one thing that is honestly, arguably, the only the only religious element included in Spider Verse is the fact that when uh, when uh, Peter B. Parker is having his introduction montage uh, yeah. <laughs> when he's getting married uh, to MJ. Uh, there is uh, a men- there is like a shot of him uh, doing the breaking of the glass, which is a Jewish wedding tradition,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I think this is the only uh, on- the only real reference to organized religion in the course of the movie. Yeah, but it is, but it is important, especially because there aren't as many uh, like there aren't as many figures or fictional characters in media nowadays who really get to have uh like an explicit identifiable religion oh sure yeah and so it does it, it does bear mentioning but um because uh because i'm i am catholic and i have never been jewish and i uh i didn't think i could make a whole episode out of that just one that shot yeah <laughs> so uh we can definitely talk about um like the whole notion of uh, Spider-Man and Judaism at some point, uh, but I will be doing a lot more research and talking to people who are actually
2: Jewish. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) If anyone out there is like a big Spider-Man fan and also Jewish hit us up because that would be a great episode. I
0: would, I would love to, I would love to quote you or even have you on as a guest so we can talk about Spider-Man with people who can bring different perspectives from our own. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm Hmm. Um, But yeah, so I I wanted to address that because it's important and it's included
1: and it deserves to be
0: included. It's great. Like uh,
2: Peter Parker has been I I think I just saw like a Twitter thread about this where like really like since he was conceived as a character, Mm -hmm. he has been Jewish and like that as kind of like I think as Spider Man gets more popular with like the general like populace like little details like that can fall through the cracks and it doesn't become public knowledge but like mm-hmm. definitely is 100% like canonically a Jewish man and I think that's really cool that uh Spider-Verse uh cared enough to like include that
1: mm-hmm. and
2: it, yeah it was good
0: gosh I uh, I'm I'm this is going to be another extremely general comment on Spider-Verse but <laughs> watching that movie you can just tell that so much love and passion went into every single cell of that animation. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: I I actually don't even know if they used cells. Every single frame of that Mm -hmm. animation is made with love and passion. And the love and passion of an extremely large amount of people. Yeah, really. Who all deserve to be paid extremely well for the work they did. (laughs) Pay your artists. (laughs) Pay your animators.
1: Absolutely. Pay your colorists. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Pay everyone whose job positions I don't remember right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah.
2: Spider-verse is good.
0: Yes, Spider-Verse very good. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's trash night. <laughs> oh, no problem. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what are what are your thoughts on connecting uh Miles Morales's story to the monomyth and to like ascendancy as a savior?
2: Yeah, no, I totally get it. Like that's not like how I like uh consumed Spider-Verse the first yeah. I've seen it, I've seen it twice, three times now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh that's not how I consumed it on the first watch, but it's definitely definitely the case. I think you could probably attribute that to like um also like just like Peter Parker's story, uh mm-hmm. just in general and like like m- most superhero stories, really. Um, but like it's it's interesting to see it from that perspective. And like I think there's there's real value in like breaking a story down to segments like that and saying like this is what's happening here and this is what's happening there because like it gives you like a deeper understanding of, like, why things are happening in this mm-hmm. order,
1: you know? Oh, yeah.
2: Like, like I can watch something and say, that was a coherent story, but, like, until I understand, like, how to write a coherent story like that, like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult to, like, understand why, exactly. So, yeah. yeah very interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, um, like, I don't, I haven't specifically watched Spider-Verse with the intent of analyzing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, like, you watch it and it's just a real fun movie to watch yeah. and connect with it and everything. Um, and so this is definitely also not the only way to read Spider-Verse. <laughs> this is just oh, sure. for the purposes of this podcast. absolutely, Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's what I love so much about like media and stories is that like, it doesn't like, like if I read it this way and you read it that way, both of those are completely valid re- ways to read something and, like, get value out of it, mm-hmm. and, like, as long as it is impacting you in some way, it's a good story, <laughs> and, like, I yeah. think that's really fun to, mm-hmm. like, analyze, and I also think it's fun to just, like, watch movies for fun, you know?
0: <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. I, yeah, and at the same time, it also shows, that like, Spider-Verse is a really good movie because it can be, it can be broken down and analyzed, like, mm-hmm. there are some movies, like, like, I absolutely love Jupiter Ascending. Mm-hmm. It is a, it is an incredibly fun movie to watch, but if you try to analyze it in any way, shape, or form narratively, it crumbles to dust <laughs> because it's not necessarily meant to be a movie that you that you can sit down and read and outline outline podcast episodes about. Yeah, sure. If you're going to talk about it like through a through like a critical analysis lens, mm-hmm. because it's just meant to be fun. But Spider Verse as a movie is such that it's. It is fun, but you also can look at it with more intent than just enjoying it. Absolutely, yeah. Which is also like to tie back into the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's that is also like a, I would say, arguably, a really important part of of faith because like if you can, if if you're able to get in like enjoyment and fulfillment out of your faith, then like good for you. Mm-hmm. But if you can also. Look at it critically and like take apart, like, okay, like these are these are this is where I draw this belief from. This oh, absolutely, is, yeah. this is why I feel like this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that is extremely important as well, and maybe oh, sometimes yeah. more important than just, yeah, I just really love Jesus or, mm-hmm. um, or insert religious figure of your choice here, <laughs> sure, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's like where I'm at, like, yeah, that really speaks to me personally and, like, where I'm at in, like, my faith journey and everything Mm -hmm. where, like, I'm starting to, like, really critically analyze, like, what am I being told? Is that what I believe, like, and how exactly does that fit in with the other things that I believe? And just, like, I think some, like, because I've always really liked literary analysis and, like, Mm -hmm. studying stories and figuring out, like, why things happened and what they mean. And, like, I think that that translates really really well over to religion and i think it's really healthy to you know like have doubts and to question things because Mm -hmm. when whatever answer you find eventually like is so much like strong like there's such a Mm -hmm. strong foundation beneath it now that you've like questioned it and come to a conclusion of your own it's just so important and i feel like yeah
0: yeah, I've already if, said my piece, but yeah. If you take everything at face value, I mean, like, even tying this back into Spider-Verse at the beginning, when Miles is, uh, when Miles gets into a, into a, essentially, like, in a, like, an accelerated gifted school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he would much prefer uh, being at his, being at his uh, previous school, where he knows every owner, he's extremely comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. like, it is perfectly fine to stay in a situation that you're comfortable in, But if you don't get out there and challenge things and question what you know, then you're never going to, like, well, maybe not never, but it is going to be much harder for you to, like, develop and grow as a person. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I think also, like, that whole, like, I feel like the overarching, or one of the overarching, like, uh, morals of the story to Spider-Verse is, like, that whole you never know when you're ready it's just like a leap of faith like Mm -hmm. because people say like oh you have to have faith or like they just say faith in like reference to religion a lot but i feel like Mm -hmm. that like saying that it's a leap of faith really like kind of quantifies what that word means Mm -hmm. like because i have a hard time thinking about it sometimes but like hearing it in that context you're like Mm -hmm. oh faith is like when you really don't know like I don't have proof mm-hmm. that God exists. Not really. Like, I can't yeah. see him or touch him or anything like that. But, like, yeah. it's that faith that, like, lets me, uh, you know, believe in it. And, like, lets me take that next step. And, like, I think mm-hmm. people oh. skip over it a lot. Yeah, what's up?
0: I can quote, I can, I found a really good quote the other day, actually, uh, actually on the uh, disintegrating trash pile that is Tumblr. <laughs> Um Tumblr. Uh, and it is from the movie Gifted, sorry, mm-hmm. Chris Evans um uh faith is about what you think and feel not what you know oh yeah like
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's f- faith, faith is about what's like what faith is about like what's like what's in your heart not not necessarily what's in your brain
2: mhm absolutely and i think that's really really hard for a lot of people to like come to terms mm-hmm. with and i completely understand oh my gosh like yes. oh it's it's hard <laughs> It's it's really hard. It's super hard, but, like, yeah, like, I think whatever your faith is in, even if it's not, like, an organized religion or whatever, like, mm-hmm. faith in yourself, finding, like, any faith in anything is so valuable, mm-hmm. like, to know yourself well enough to believe something like that and, like, put your faith in something that you can't prove
1: mm-hmm. is,
2: yeah, very
1: good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I honestly don't have uh, I don't have a whole lot else in my uh, I already tore up my uh, I tore up the notes that I that I, I tore up the frenzied notes that I took while I was at work today trying to come up with ideas for this episode uh, and most of them just went out with trash so I don't have a whole lot else to pull from uh, did you have any other final thoughts?
2: <sighs> I don't think so I think I got my
0: Besides Spider-Verse good. Spider-Verse good.
2: That's my final thought, I think.
0: Spider-Verse very good. Mm -hmm. Miles Morales very good.
2: Miles Morales very good. More movies with this, please. Please. I know they're making a sequel. I don't think Miles is supposed to be in it, but they are making a sequel.
0: I mean, they're doing a Spider-Women movie. Oh my god. We don't deserve this. It's so
2: good. (laughs) It's
0: gonna be so good, but I would also absolutely watch... I would watch a TV series with Miles Morales if it was like, especially if it was in this art style. I would Mm -hmm. watch a, uh, I would watch, and I would watch every movie that comes out in theaters. I would go and see them multiple times.
2: (laughs) Oh man. So this is not a Miles story, but if you do want more really good, uh, Spider-Man, like animation, Mm -hmm. please watch, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man is like, and it's like a slightly older, uh, Spider-Man cartoon. And at some point, um. My girlfriend and uh, my friend Emily and I were watching just all of the like Spider Man cartoons that exist. Mm-hmm. Spectacular Spider Man is so good. Like if you are a fan of Peter Parker's story, you yeah. love Spectacular Spider Man. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> okay. Duly noted. Oh, um, before I forget, uh when I was doing my research for this, um, in addition to referencing just the general monomyth heroes, uh heroes narrative Uh, Article on Wikipedia. I also specifically was looking into uh, an article by uh, Jennifer, I'm going to budget her last name, uh, Cheryl, S C H E U R L E. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the title of which is A Hyper Detailed Breakdown of Spider Man into the Spider Verse's Most Thrilling Scene, uh, as listed on the website Polygon. Nice. And uh, I also read an article, uh, or I guess it's more of a more of an entry uh, by Alexander Corey uh, through Medium titled "Spider Verse is a Leap of Faith for a Young Hero and a Tired Genre." Uh, I will I will give links to both of those. Um, uh, Alexander Corey's article is a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit. Outside of, I guess, the language rating of Faithful, so be aware of that. But uh I will link to those in the episode description because I believe in citing my sources. Thanks. Nice. <laughs> Look, I'm I am the child of uh I am the child of several teachers. Well, I'm the child of two teachers from a family of many more. I am I am all for citing sources. <laughs> <laughs> Alright
2: so faithful is a part of the corner podcast network we can be heard on apple apple Podcasts, itunes google play stitcher Pippa, and anywhere that podcasts are found uh our theme music is start of something beautiful courtesy of ketsa uh and we can be reached through an email at faithful with two l's pod at gmail.com or through our twitter at faithful two l's pods plural and since we're a new podcast we would love it if you rate and review us wherever you're listening uh if we find those five star reviews like either email us that you did it or we'll try and find them on our own uh and we'll read them on here for sure uh and uh recommend us to a friend or two why not it's uh word of mouth is like the only way that we're spreading the word of this podcast so uh mm-hmm,
0: yeah mm-hmm. if you
2: real if you enjoyed this share it with your friends
0: yeah share it on Facebook. Uh, I will not be putting this podcast on Facebook just because, uh, Facebook is Facebook? And I don't feel like trying to deal with it. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. I guess, uh, this has been Faithful. Um, what was, what was the sign-off? Oh, no! (laughs) It's literally not even an hour ago. Stay safe, do God's missions? Something like
2: that. I don't think that was it, but I like it.
0: We are currently accepting applications for catchphrases.
2: Oh, yeah, please. Oh my god, we need it.
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh, uh, well,
2: yeah, stay safe. Do God's missions.
0: Yes. Uh, So, bye,
1: I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! (laughs) (laughs) Bye!
2: like really like when I saw it for the first time I think hit me in like a really let this thunder pass real quick
1: Mm mhm